Have you been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental? One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS, helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Good evening, everybody. We are here with Louis Moncada. And did I say that right? Yes, sir. You did. I did. Okay. <laughs> well, we're close friends, so we we know what each other's he, thinking. He, he still does not know my name. That's <laughs> <laughs> right from the other, all, all uh, the other said, names you call me. <laughs> yeah, I call you a lot of names, but... Not my name. But not the last name. So, you no. know, this, I'm trying to figure it out tonight as, we go on, as we're going live. So... Uh, so this is pretty exciting. We're all we're uh, you know everybody knows uh, Lewis here at the studio, and uh, he's one of our fight coaches here. But everybody knows him as one of the bad boy brothers from Breaking Bad. I think that's where he's the most famous from him and his brother playing those parts in uh, Breaking Bad. So we thought we'd give you some backstories with Lewis, and then we'll talk a little bit about his martial arts training and and everything else that he's did. So why don't we start with this though, Lewis? You know we. Uh, we kind of had a checkered past that we started with, yeah. Uh, right, and we'll, we'll start that way, and then we'll we'll get into the uh, the acting part. But why don't we start? To, you know, what was life like before this acting? Before acting, before acting, I think the people at the gym that know me and that see me out of my suit know life before acting was. I like to call it to minimize. I was young, and I was dumb. That's the best way to put it. No excuses from anybody it was my choices, I get my stupidity. But when I was young, before Breaking Bad, it was, um, I grew up in L.A. Let's just say gangs were there, prison was there a few times, jail, L.A. County jail, and more prison. And that's the backstory. We'll probably have another show for that one. It's really, really long, but towards the end, right when right before acting started was the last time uh i went to prison i got out of prison and at this i was trying to change my life before that one time so the time before i got out of prison i i got a job and 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 i was working the job and it's temptation is a bitch and and so i got a job and i was going i was working i was doing it and i always tell people if you live can i say Yes. Go if ahead. you live in the shit, you're, you know what's going to happen. So when I got out, I got my job. But one day, my homies told me, hey, we're going to go to a house party. Uh, it's, oh, it's a family party and no big deal. But remember, these are my homies. These are the guys that I did stupid shit with, right? And I'm thinking, oh, what bad can... I went to that party. The next day, I was in jail again, going to prison again. So then that then it takes me to the last time I went to prison, which was, okay, now I know what I got to do. And I remember in the hole, I got the moment of, oh, you know how that moment that everybody has that, that kind of like the light turns on and you're like, I know what I'm going to do. I was in the hole and I was in the hole for six months. I was about oh. to get out in a week, six months in the hole, bro. And I remember mm. 
I got up, I looked in the mirror, and the mirror is it's a metal sheet like that, that it's that's the mirror. But I got up and I looked and said, You're a fucking idiot. I'll go back down to my bunk, read a book, an hour later I'll get up, you're an idiot, idiot, idiot. And, 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 but I knew what I had to do. So when I got out of prison, I had a little booklet. And back in those days in the 90s, we did not have cell phones with the, hey, Siri, call so-and-so. No, we had a booklet and a pager. But my, my little book, my little notepad that I have with phones, I remember right before I walked out, I said goodbye to that book. And I dropped it in a trash can inside the prison, inside the prison, so that I couldn't go back and get it. You know, so I dropped it, walked out, and I looked kind of back, and I'm like, oh, man, I probably messed up. But no, I walked out and I left. Best thing I ever did. Because after that, I did not go back to L.A. I came to the Valley. I came to San Fernando Valley, North Hollywood. Um, that's where I went. And then so, yeah, my life started after that. I uh, I got out, and a couple of weeks later, I had a job doing bodyguarding and security. And this is how acting started. So I get this. Oh, it's funny how I say bodyguarding and security. And Mr. Cox <laughs> looks at me like, who the fuck gave you a job doing security out of fucking prison, right? But it, it happened, and it happened because this guy was a friend that, this this was the guy that gave me the job before I went to prison, the time before, and he knew I was a good worker. I never messed up. I never, my job was, I was a, not a piece of crap, but I was, you know, I was in gangs and I was a, the bad guy, right? But he knew that I was not going to mess up my job. I knew my job. So he gave me a job back when I got out, started doing it. And one day, uh, I'm doing bodyguarding on a show, on a movie. And I've been working this movie for, for about a month, right? And, I, and I'm sitting in front of the trailer waiting for the actor to come out. And the director coming from the parking lot, I see him. He's like 200 feet away. He's coming. He's coming. As he gets closer, I feel that somebody's looking at me from the side. I, was, I didn't look at him because he's the director. He didn't give a shit about me. And he never even said hi to me anyway. So I kind of just look, look tough. And he, the more he walks closer, the more I feel his stare looking at me. And he walks right next to me. And he pulls my, pulls my shirt without saying a word. He pulls my shirt down and he sees the tattoos on my neck. And in my mind, and it was it took like two seconds to do that shit. But in my mind, everything happened. I'm going back to jail. I'm going to get fired. This is going to happen. And all he said was, uh, would you like to be in the movie? And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> it's like I'm stupid. And I said, uh, in my mind, first thing I said, I thought it was going to be something like, not a joke, but I thought maybe he was going to have me do background work, like doing extra work. And I know that's long hours and doesn't pay well. So I said, oh, sir, thank you so much. But I am, I am leaving in a, like in, in a few minutes, you know? So no, thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, no, I said, so I said, no, he walks to video village. Video village is where the, the big kahunas in the movie are the the producer, the directors, and, and all the, the writers. So he walks over there to Video Village, the Kahuna Village, and 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 they start talking. And it was a group of 10 people and they look at me. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they're talking. They're gonna fire me right now, bro. And so so I, I'm like, oh man, I should have said yeah. And they're looking and looking. And a little guy comes out. And this guy spoke my language. He was like, hey, uh, he even called me home. He said, hey, homie, are you sure you don't want to be in the movie? He said, um, look, man, we're going to give you $500 if you do the same exact shit you're doing right now, which is bodyguarding for the main actress. You're going to be her bodyguard. We'll give you $500 for 30 minutes. I was like, what? How, how much? 30 <laughs> minutes. Bro, I was there so quick. I was like, let's do this. 
So then that led into the acting. That little guy turned out to, uh, his name is Manuel Jimenez. And after I finished the, the movie, I ended up working a month in this film. Uh, he said, hey, Lou, uh, why don't you, do you want to keep doing this acting thing, bro? It's a side gig. You know, keep your job, but as a side gig, keep doing it. You know, we'll read some books, go study, take some class, whatever. And I said, is it going to pay the same? And he said, no, it'll pay more once you join the union. I said, what? Let's do it. So I did it. But the same guy, he became my manager. And this guy is a reformed gang member. He was a gang member before. So he knew, he knew what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And he knew that I was trying to change. So with that, he somehow set up, uh, he had friends in the sheriff's department in East LA. And somehow he set up for a group of, it was one, two, three, four of us, um, to go talk to kids about gangs. Because he said, you know, if if an officer, if a cop goes and talks to kids that are trouble, right, they're not gonna listen, bro. No, that's right. So, so they asked us to go, bro, and, and they, I'll never for, this this bro change the way I look at cops, officers, and all that shit. Because I remember the day I drove to that, bro. I have never, Mister Cox, never in my life had gone to a police station willingly. Right. You understand? Know I went <laughs> yeah. to the sheriff's department, bro. I pulled up. And I'm nervous, bro. Whew. I park my car, close my shit, making sure everything's cool, make sure I don't have anything in my pocket. On you. I mm-hmm. walk up, I walk up to the uh, to the door, and there and there's a couple of guys waiting. And then they look at me, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Uh, and they're like, <laughs> Are you here for the? And I say, Yes, I am. What's your? Oh, Mr. Moncon. Oh, sir, thank you. And bro, these dudes were so nice, bro. They were like. Thank you so much for doing this for us. You know, this is awesome for the kids. Thank you. I mean, they were just great guys, bro. So then after that, bro, I was like, man, the more you learn, you know, I was an ignorant right. piece of crap before. But when this just hit me up with that, and then so we did the piece. They, they took me in. They Finally, they did offer me donuts. And coffee, and coffee. It's not a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to say that, but they did, and coffee. And I did take it because I'm a pig. But then, so I went, I, we did the thing. We talked to the kids. It, it went really, really good. After we did it, bro, they were so thankful. But right. so th- they, they talked to us like we were one of them, like a normal person. Like, you know how before that, our relationship we had, us and them would have been almost like enemies, rather right? cops. That's Ooh, they're, they're the devil. But we never gave them a chance. And I always tell people this. You never know, man. If, 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 if you were in my shoes, me, I was a piece of crap before, right? So if you were a cop, if I was a cop and I see a guy that look exactly like me at night, uh, two in the morning, and I see the fucker walking to me, I would do the same. I would be so wary of you, and I know you're up to no good. So I always that changed my mind. I think if this guy is a regular guy doing his job, and I was the dumb fuck that was doing the stupid shit, and that's what I got. Mm-hmm. What I got. So so I went to speak that time, bro. Man, that one led to another one. Then we ended up going to schools, uh, probation school. A, a lot of stuff. We went to a camp in Lancaster to talk to kids, play some football. And so we got a lot of attention from, from Channel 7, the interview, Channel 11, FHN. A lot, a lot of attention because of that. And, man, I, I, I enjoy that a lot, you know, the part of talking to the kids because kids are blind, bro. Like, you see yeah. yourself in them. You understand yeah, me? you definitely see yourself in them. Yeah, you, you and go see them. And, ignorant. you know, coming from the law enforcement side, yeah, they, they, we wouldn't see what you get to reach is yeah. nothing that we can reach. But you're also, it's not just reaching the kids, it, it's it's making this gap between law enforcement and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 
and gang life or however you want to say it. You yeah, know, but it, there, it's there's different, a bridge. I guess. Yeah, yeah, so for it's, them and us, you know, so to say that, it. you know, I think that's part of your, um, you know, I, I guess part of your charm is is what taking taking such a bad mm-hmm. uh, place and making it better, coming out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a story for sure, and just to see how everything thing uh, yeah. moves forward as you give back. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think yeah. that's a, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely an awesome story to see yeah, that no. you come from prison and then you, you know, you go from people that would arrested you to to helping, uh, you know, being underprivileged youth them. and being yeah. friends and yeah. and being able to, you know, and then just being other people being put in your life, even even to your acting, to have somebody else yeah. that was got out of the gang life yeah. to take you, uh, right? It, it you know, we out. are we are. Uh, who we hang out with and uh yes 100 and so i've i've told my students that forever that mm. your circle of influence will be who you want to be yep. and uh if you keep that circle of influence uh if you want to be uh you know a piece of crap you'll hang around that yeah. if yeah. you want to change yeah. your life yeah. you're going to hang around people that change their life make your life that, awesome. right so Uplift you know you. i think that's a i think that that's an awesome thing yeah well Let's let's talk about you know the famous uh, Breaking ah, Bad so role. Here we go. Okay. So well, the All acting right. after that that movie I, I ended up so for that was in two thousand two, right? Two thousand two. That so, was so. What movie was that? What was your very first uh, movie? Do you remember it? I want to say that it was El Padrino, something like that. It was, it, we never that movie never did anything, right? Oh, I never thing, did anything. It, connect, it just, no, it it never just did gave anything, you, but it gave me the opportunity the, uh, opportunity to, to get, get in, in there. In. And so I I kept my job doing bodyguard and security, and I kept doing little side gigs, acting, acting. And in two thousand nine, in two thousand nine, I get this uh, a breakdown. A breakdown is what the your agent sends you of what the production needs, the film or TV, whatever it is. So this 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 breakdown, this for Breaking Bad, it says we need two guys that look alike, uh, preferably two twin brothers. If not two cousins that look alike or two friends that really look alike, we need two mm-hmm. guys that look alike. And I'm like, Shh, I read it and I'm like, ah, oh, great. I thought of my brother, but he's not an actor. He didn't have one credit. So I couldn't bring him in. You cannot bring somebody if he's not union to do it. You cannot bring him. So I'm like, fuck, I hope somebody that looks like me is there. Ugly enough, I guess, but no. <laughs> and so I went to the audition. Uh, I walk in, uh, I do my piece. I did two scenes, and the two scenes, and people probably wonder this, you're breaking back, we didn't say anything, right? Right. So how do you audition for that? Well, the scenes that we did for our audition were the first time that Gus and Walter met at the restaurant talking about Jesse, how uh, Gus was telling Jesse, hey, uh, how, how, how do you work with this junkie? What You know, give him right. shit. So that, those are the scenes that we did for our auditions for the cousin. So in my mind, bro, when I audition, I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to be Gus. But I didn't even know. He had another name. It was not Gus. On the scenes, they, they're the very scene. secretive. So it had a different name, but it was those lines. I put them together. I was like, oh, man, that's what it was. So I did those scenes. I did it. And at this, the people that are doing casting, I had already worked with these people on like three or four other shows. So after I did my two scenes, pure business where you go in, do the job, and then you can talk, right? So I, I did my scenes, and it, was, it, was, it went really good. They loved it. And so after, hey, Lou, what's new? Anything new? Life? Bah, bah, bah. And I say, yeah, uh, any new tattoos? Because see me? I say, yeah, you know what? I do have a new tattoo. Boom, right here. Which one? That one right there. Who did that? My brother. And I said, whoa, wait. And the moment I said brother, because huh? they asked me when I walked in, do you have brothers? I said, no. Do you have someone that looks like? No. So they were going to have to match me up with somebody, right? But when I said brother, like, you do have a brother. And I said, yeah. Does he act? No. Mm, shit. 
Nothing, not one credit, never been in front of a camera. Man, they had a moment of, oh man, crap. They looked at each other they, uh, and, and then they pull out two scenes, the same scenes that I got, and he said, here, um, bring him in tomorrow. Help him out, uh, see what will happen. So uh -huh. I left that thing, bro, called my brother, and you know how it is. My brother was like, get to the <laughs> right now. No. And, and that was a whole other thing. I, my brother, in preparing for acting, bro, I always tell my brother when he the first time he does it, he goes here uh, he goes into my spare room starts studying comes out two hours later and he says keyword he says i think i got it i said i, I'm, I if i would have i could have slapped him bro, when he said that shit <laughs> i think i said you better get in there you should know your lines his lines and the whole plot all the thing you should know everything get back in there and do it the whole thing backwards if i start in the middle you should know you should pick up right away I was very serious, very mad. And so he goes back in, comes back out. Eh, he did it kind of shaky. That's the time that he came out. Coffee, get back in there, study, study, study. The thing is that the poor guy fucking studied like he never did before, not even for school. So he came out, we were ready. The next day we go do the audition. And at this, it, some of you know my brother, some don't, but my brother's like me. He talks a lot. You put up something, he, he talks. This motherfucker talks too much. But that day, <laughs> if you guys saw my brother looking like a freaking robot, bro, like a robot, Mr. Carr, he was like, Yes. Are you, don't be nervous. Uh, okay. It, bro, he was so nervous, bro. And so we get to the place. Uh, he goes first. And he goes to the audition. I, I'm now nervous. He's in there. Now they cannot see him. Um, and he comes back out. And that they need now they need both of us to do an improv in Spanish. And we go in there. Uh, we do an improv in Spanish. They threw a scenario. And we just played along with it. Uh, left. Two days later, we got the call that we got the job, Breaking Bad. And two weeks after that, we were in New Mexico shooting Breaking Bad. That's how that's how Daniel got started. That's how he got started. And, ooh, ooh, before before you change this one, you know what the first thing those two after <laughs> the first thing that he said when we got to the set, bro, we get to the set and the first scene was the the uh, the explosion, right, bro? We get out of the van in the middle of the desert, bro, and we get out, and we're walking and Brian Cranston is directing this episode, bro, and so we get out of the van. Brian Cranston is probably maybe I don't know fifty to hundred feet, whatever it was, and so we're walking towards him. Then he's right next to me. He looks at me with a stupid face. He he it, on my shoulder. He that's my shoulder and so he's like hey hey look that's 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 the guy from malcolm in the middle and i was like shut the fuck up be serious you know but bro that's the guy from malcolm in the middle bro i was like that's the first thing you're gonna say bro i'm like man but yeah but that's how it started bro yeah that's funny well we're always always starstruck right yeah he was but he was that starstruck was on that because he used to and another thing my brother same as me he, he was in the uh so from now on if i talk uh Prison is called Five Star Hotel, okay, people? So my brother was in the Five Star Hotel, too. And my brother was in the shoe or in the hole for two years. And he used to watch Malcolm in the Middle. That was one of his favorite shows when he was in prison. And he was there for six years. Uh, and so when he saw it, I, I get it that he was, you know, yeah. all stupid. And, but I'm like, dude, you know, be serious. God. <laughs> but it was so funny, bro. It's so funny to to know both your you and your brother and to watch your roles in Breaking Bad because I'd seen it before I've got to meet you, right? Yeah. And then um, I ruined it for you, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, this guy is not the character that he plays, uh, and nor is his brother. You know, your brother's kind of a cut up with it, with it also. You know what I mean? So, um, well, you know, the famous scene is well, there's a couple ones, right? When you're crawling on the ground, oh, bro, and. Uh, 
That, that, how was that dude that crawling part bro you know how for what it was it was like a what like a fucking 30 second thing or whatever yeah dude we crawled for blocks and blocks and blocks and the, and the dirt like you guys see that dirt we were on that and it was like between 105 and 110 bro it was rough we did have um pads to protect our knees and our elbows by the time we finished and it took half a day to do it by the time we were done, we both have blood and bruises and all our knees and elbows. And we messed up one of the famous suits and a pair of boots each. And we had three pairs each. So by one pair of boots there, it went to poop. It, we messed it up, threw it away, goodbye. Yeah, but uh, that, hey, that was rough, bro. For those 30 seconds that it was on the screen, bro, it was like a like a six to eight hours to do that. I was like, man. You know? Yeah. Rough. Well, yeah, I remember, so... You know, I started watching uh, Breaking Bad again before this, before we did this interview, so I can kind of refresh when I was looking back. But then you have the uh, let's talk about the big explosion. What was that like? <laughs> okay, so that's the day that Danny said the Malcolm in the Middle line. Uh, so, but after that, after that, so the big explosion comes, uh, and it's time to do it. And uh, all they said, they did not say it was going to be that big, right? But they set us up. They told us this. Lewis, Daniel, we have one set of explosives. We have one truck. We can only do it once. Basically, meaning don't fuck it up, right? No pressure, <laughs> right? So we were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We got it. We got it. And uh, try to make it uh, cool. Try not to react. That's all I said. Try not to react. Try, make it a Saturday morning walk in the park. Good. Okay, no problem. That's what they said. Uh, but yeah, it reminded again, one set of explosives, one take, please, guys. One truck. We cannot mess this up. Okay, no problem. Now, we set up. And the truck is, I want to say, uh, maybe uh, 20, maybe 30 feet away. Uh, and we're, whew, we're right here. The truck is there. And everybody behind on the set, I don't know if you guys know, it, it's 100 people. When, when we're going to shoot something, 100 people, makeup, this, ooh, light, everything. 100 people were there. Now, nah. right, let's get close. All right, let's close the set. And as soon as they said that on the big loudspeaker, everybody starts getting in vents. And then like little quad, uh, the little uh, four-wheeler thing little and, every, quad, and a little yeah. golf cart. And everybody's just driving away, right? And then Danny and I are there. The camera people were still there just setting up the last touches on the cameras that were going to stay there, not the people. They set up a camera uh, there with protection. And we were like, wait, what's going on? And then everybody, now everybody leaves, right? And then the more you look, they're, they're, they're so far. They look like little ants. And you're like, well, why are they all the way over there? Nobody over here. And then the big woman comes when we see a radio. A little radio that you know that you talk on when you're on set, and the radio was so that we can hear when they say action. Well, the radio is about ten feet away from us, in front of us, so farther from the truck. It's ten feet away, and it has a protection glass. It has glass <laughs> protecting the radio. So that's when you're like, okay, oh shit, we're okay. Why is everybody away and the radio has protection and we don't? And then why would we realize that? And I look at Daniel. I said, look at that radio, and he's like, oh shit, what's it? action and when the action happened you know how it is but we can't stop yeah. and we start walking at this remember this is the talk i gave my brother it was the first time on set first time doing any acting the talk i gave him the, i knew it was serious so i told him look two things they want us one take you cannot mess this up so when the explosion however big small keep walking something hits you small little debris hits you keep walking uh if your pan catches on fire a little bit keep walking if it's not serious 
the fire, you know, the, no, no thing. You just keep walking. It's going to be like a 10 second thing. And then the firefighters are over there. You're good. If not, if you catch on fire, like really, really big, at all, then start rolling on the ground. The firefighters are going to come in and pull you out. Okay. So if something big hits you, do not stop. Keep walking. We only have one scene. You have no idea how important that is. So I get it. And it was, I, I'm saying it nice. When I was telling Danny, it was more like, look, you mother, you're going to do this. And if something hits you, you keep walking. Okay. And so cool. We did it. Action. We start walking. And on the third step, the explosion goes off. Bro, huh. we we did not know it was going to be that big, bro. Like, hey, it got dark and it got hot really quick. And we were like, holy shit. We didn't react. But in my mind, the whole time I'm walking and he I, he told me the same. We were, You know how when you're walking and, you, and you, if you close your eyes and you say, okay, somebody's going to hit you, walk here and somebody's going to hit you, you don't know when. So you're expecting something to, so we're walking and I'm just waiting for something to hit me. And it never came, thankfully never came, because if you guys watch the film, the truck did have dummies that were rubber. It had regular tires and regular everything. The explosion was extra big. The tires, the, the dummies, the arms. If you guys see and, and stop the freaking thing, you'll see arms and tires. Those are real tires, bro. And so when we saw the thing after, dude, we're like, holy crap. That was, I don't know what the fuck that we're thinking, but I mean, it, it looked good, but shit, you know, it's like, that was that was a funny moment. It was cool because right after we did it, bro, and, and we walk at the end when they cut, bro, Brian Cranston was like a dad, bro. His son just, I don't know, did some amazing shit because he came, he hugged us. You guys did it. It was amazing. And the crew started applauding and everybody was happy and shit. And then when we saw it, bro, I mean, we felt it, but we didn't see it. And then when we saw the fucking thing, we were like, oh, shit, that's a big explosion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The, so I saw that, right? And I, you know, everybody wants, every man on the planet wants to have that, that, that look behind you, the walk, you know, the, when you're the walking walk away, away from explosions. Right. Yeah. Right. Because that's just the, that's the ultimate, right? You watch the rock do it. You watch how, yes. so, you know, so when I watched it before I, I saw you tonight, I was like, so that's not a green screen at all. No. That really happened now, right th there. This on Breaking Bad, it's a big thing. They do not do C, uh, CSI, uh, um, CGI, nothing. Everything is done there. That that truck, it was real. And and that that same truck, I remember the scene before is when we killed all the people. They're like the little uh, people that were coming, the little Mexican and, and all that. They, we, right. killed, we killed everybody. Uh, that was the same truck. All they did was strip the truck inside so they can put explosives and like the gasoline, all that shit. It was everything was real. Everything and they even put the dummies to see the body parts flying and they're burning. And if you've stopped the thing, you'll see an arm and a leg, woo, and a tire. All real. Real. The firefighters came, put the thing out, and yeah, it was it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was awesome in the in the uh <laughs> That was awesome to watch, you know, because I watched that. I watched that today. I'm going, huh? I wonder if that's green screen. Mm -mm. And then, so the story is that really happened as far as as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah. So, so it was it was a. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think you. I mean, how many uh, episodes were you on? Three or four, I think. No, right? no, no. We were in six and seven. Six. Six you, and Danny seven. Six and seven. Danny yes, lasted seven. an extra episode. Oh, yeah, Danny. Well, your brother's a little tougher. Oh whatever. Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, mean, no. Hey, seriously though, you think? Hey, that was Danny's first job ever. And you know what? I always go back to. Yeah, I, I, I remember this, bro. I always when I was on set, 
I always told them when we finished doing whatever we did, but this is this is like a a master class in the when 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 we finished doing our scenes. Uh, sometimes Walter and Jesse or Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston were after us, so we would go change or we stay on set, drink some coffee, and wait for them to do uh, their piece. And I told Danny, this is gonna be like the best class in acting you're gonna ever get. Watch how they do it. So we we got to stay a lot of times just to see them work, and, and to tell them this is this this is what you have to do. It's, it's serious. It's, you have to be here. So Danny used to, you know, it was really, really cool because it, it was cool for me, you know, for Danny and I, how we grew up to have the opportunity to do that, bro. It was really right. cool for me because I was able to help him make me feel good. Not that I'm nice to my brother because I'm not. He's a little shit. <laughs> I do love the motherfucker. But but it was so cool, bro, to be able to do that, you know, because then after that, I gave him confidence, you know, and, and it helped him. It helped him a lot, you know. So at the end, I was I was going with this is that. So we, we used to watch Brian and Aaron and, and, and uh, Saul Goodman or, Bob do their piece. We watch all this stuff. Danny's last episode, I had already died. I died on the episode before, <laughs> so I did not travel to New Mexico. The last episode that oh. Danny did, bro, I was nervous because he was. I was not gonna be there. When, everything we did prior to that, I was always in Danny's ear. I was always, bro. I was like, was, sometimes he had a close up on himself doing something, whatever the fuck it was. I was in his ear, bro. Barking and doing and getting him in the in the whole enchilada, you know. But that day I was so nervous. Then he said he did good, and I did not get to see it until it, it aired. And I saw it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker did good." Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did do <laughs> did good, good on that. He yeah, uh, the legs, the you know, the, the legs crawling across the floor, yeah, his yeah, face. No legs, yeah. So that yeah. that was good. Knowing your brother now, I, you know, your brother, know. you know, he's kind of <laughs> cut out for for all that uh, all that acting yeah. and, and stuff like that, you know. And I I think that. Um, you know, I know that it, it was, a, you know, a story that you and I just, before we even went on air here, we, we talked about, uh, people may not know, but you were on Dexter's table also. You were killed <laughs> on one of Dexter's, uh, uh, you were one of Dexter's, uh, victims, victims, right? <laughs> yes. And so oh, I thought no. that the, uh, <laughs> I thought the, uh, the story of, uh, oh my God. how you're sitting in the saran oh. wrap was, was something why don't you why don't you oh uh, so 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 the, uh, dexter <laughs> i'm gonna give you my part this guy i know this guy's gonna ask me something that i don't want to say but he's gonna ask me i know but so, put it there so on dexter um you know his famous wrapping people in the saran wrap thingy and um that's real saran wrap the people they wrap you really tight on everything is very 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 uncomfortable and i remember i said to mr cox that when they did it the first time they did it uh they wrapped me and so we did what we had to do, and then they unwrapped me, right? And I'm thinking, oh, man, that took a long time to unwrap me to set up lighting for the next scene, which is the same. It was just a different angle. So they wrap me back up, and we do the scene, and we have to unwrap again to set up a different lighting. So on that second time that I was getting, I told, they asked me, hey, would you, do you like, would you like us to unwrap, take this unwrap off? And it takes about 10 minutes to do it, and it takes another like 15 minutes to put it back on. So it's a waste of time, extra work for the people. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to be a nice guy, and I'm just going to suck it up and stay on this, uh, on the table or in the chair with the thing on. Man, five <laughs> minutes into saying, no, oh, no, th- I, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be all right. I, I waited out. Five minutes into, I was regretting it. You, man, it was horrible. I was sweating in places that you wouldn't even think of. And you know what I had was, you know what I was wearing, dude. I was wearing the thing I was wearing. It was yeah. really, really uncomfortable. Let me just tell you that. 
Well, and phones then are uncomfortable. Anyway, oh my right? god, you had to go and say that. <laughs> so you know, you know, now that I know that, it, it would never be. It would wow. never be. But I but didn't know why down. I said that, man. <laughs> so for you guys, now that he brought it up, I might, might as well tell you that you know when you're when Dexter's gonna kill you, or on my my case, uh, you're supposed to be naked, wrapped in saran wrap. But to look naked, you know, we cannot risk something coming out on TV. So they give you, oh, can you believe I'm going to say this shit? They give you a thong so you can wear it. And it's the color of your skin. You have to put it on so that nothing shows. So, yes, there. I had it on, all right? And it was very uncomfortable. Power to the girls that use it because that is, man, that is, hey, that that is really uncomfortable. And now, don't ever try it with Saran Wrap. I know how crazy you people get but, yeah, but don't try that because it's very uncomfortable let me tell you <laughs> well it explains why sometimes in your martial arts pants i see them stick them out oh my god so there's that, well you know i picked up habit, i picked up habits along the, the yeah, you know the uh, yeah. the acting acting's done something that's for sure acting's done something oh dude so it's funny so we so i you, you know you got these characters and of course you're the bad boy so um you you know you're always dying are you always dying or something but i seen the other day you have something now which is unique right so you can do cameos for people uh yeah, that's, that's so funny, you can be the breaking bad character oh, did bro. they have names i don't i don't see any names of the brothers uh, yeah, our official names on the show was marco salamanca for me and Dan, daniel was lionel salamanca so we yeah, do Salamanca have names, on, was but your, the Salamanca, you know, you want me to tell you a funny story? How the, do you, you know this, and I think everybody knows this. We are known as the Salamanca twins, right? Yes. The or Salamanca. the cousins. Yes. The twins. Yes. Danny and I are not twins. We're three years apart. Right. I'm older. I'm not going to say about how much, but it's years. Uh, but we're not. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not, not to, and the cousin part, but the cousins, the cousins, they call us the cousins on set and a lot of other people because... We are Tuco's cousins. And remember on season two, how he tells, Tuco tells Walter, hey, my cousins are coming from Mexico. Right. And yes. so as a secretive thing on set, people started calling us the cousins because they couldn't call us the names. It was very secret that they were coming on. So yeah, the, the cousins, the cousins pulled out, the cousins pulled out. Okay, get him, get him in a wardrobe. Cousins are here. Okay, good. So everybody started calling us the cousins. Well, there's a lot of fans in New Mexico. New Mexico is, is crazy breaking bad. Bro. Crazy breaking crazy bad. Crazy huh? breaking bad. So th everybody knew now. Oh, the cousins, the cousins, the cousins. And so now, for some reason, we're the cousins. And a lot of people think that we're cousins. And then other people think that we're twins. We're not either one. Unfortunately, he is my brother. Yeah. <laughs> he probably says the <laughs> same thing. I, he does. <laughs> so the cameo. Now, the cameo is a cool thing that came. Uh, and this is so cool. The cameo is a... Uh, it's it, it's on your phone and it's a website called uh, cameo.com and people can request videos, uh, customized videos, uh, saying whatever. They give you a description that you can type, hey, it's my dad's birthday. He's a huge Breaking Bad fan. Tell him that we love him, but also tell him to not pick on me because uh, we are friends of the cartel or something along those lines, you know, and then I'll just write something for them uh get my suit on and then depending on what kind of threat I, i'm gonna give to the dad and uh, uh, of course at the end i'm gonna say happy birthday depending on how much character they want a lot of people just want full-on character don't don't you know i'll start a, a video like saying uh so and so and i've been hired to make you disappear and then i'll be our thing was quiet at the stairs so i'll be like oh, yeah to make it disappear right scare da 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 
I'm just playing happy birthday. You understand? Like, and he's like, wait, what? How do you talk? You're, you're not supposed So, you know, it's a cool thing that I play with. I use the suit. I use the uh, the axe, my real axe that I got from the set. I use that. So, you know, it's a really, really cool thing. man. Anybody can ask for a cameo, put their request in. Uh, it's a really good thing. Before you put the request, you get to see the cameos I have done before for other people. And they're all different types of things, you know, from birthdays to anniversaries. Or one guy last week asked me just to to make people respect him because he deserved to be something like that. And, and this guy, oh, there, there was a, there was an attorney, bro, that got promoted to uh, to uh, uh, to partner at a law office. So, you know, th that's what they gave me. They gave me very little. But me, I'm like, well, I, I made it seem like, you know, well, you're welcome. We made it happen for you. Now we have a few requests. One is that all our kids are going to get uh, internships. Uh, and Tuco wants to become a partner. So make it happen partner <laughs> you know because we made it we made him a partner right we helped him get the partnership now he's gonna help us my kids are gonna get internships no pay so you know it was a funny video people like him and i do him like that you if you guys are familiar with cameo some people do him good some people don't me i write them I, I do i like to go the extra mile because one thing i always say you know this i always say i'm happy how people are with danny and i now you understand people you wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for people nice. Either it could be fans or people. So I always go the extra mile to do something nice for people that are nice. They took time of the day to request something from me. Come on. You got to give them love, man. So, I, I, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. You guys check it out. It's cameo.com. One thing, if you guys ever go get a cameo, do not do it through the Apple app. Do it on the website, cameo.com. Uh -huh. Woo! Yeah, it's it's a big old thing. It's a big problem with uh, Apple. Crooked motherfucker. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. They don't sponsor us right now. <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, that's bro. funny. So so that's yeah, that now that's fun. And now I've seen I saw I got to see a couple of those on on how you wishing people happy birthday and <laughs> and stuff like that. So I think that's that what an awesome unique gift, right? To yeah. to get to to do that for people, you know, especially bro. when you're fans and you do have a following. You know, you told me that when you went to New Mexico to do a a Comic-Con show or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, bro. you you had fans lined up. Oh, it it was it, oh. I'm going to tell you how that came, dude. I never wanted to do that. My, that we got offered years ago to do stuff like that and in my mind and, and i don't know with danny and i were just kind of like to us and, and to him and i acting is just a job you know we are still the same people that we are that people before we acted you know knew we're still the same people right so when say that the convention thing people come and they you know you get to take pictures and then they give you some money to do whatever the heck it was right and we're like, nah, man, who the fuck is going to want to take pictures with us, right? And so we go to the first one. The first one was in Cincinnati, bro. And we go to Cincinnati to a horror con. It's, it's a horror like the Freddy and, and uh -huh. Freddy Krueger and all the scary people there, right? And, and you see all these scary fucking characters and then us, right? And I'm thinking, what a mistake. What the hell are we doing? We went in there, bro. And when we go over there, bro, there's a big old line of people waiting for us, bro. And we're like, what the? Did they get the right people, bro? <laughs> but it was the most awesome thing, bro. Because again, as the cameos, bro, you ne you you never get this, bro. That kind of love. So trust me, people took the time to get in line to go talk to you, and how excited they remember details, bro, that you don't even remember. Right, right. And so come on, bro. You have to. 
if people and this is the thing i'm probably going to ruin my 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 uh my convention picture thing that they charge we have a manager that charges right but people get one picture that is never going to happen with daddy and i you ask for one picture you're gonna get like four you know what i'm saying <laughs> but hey that's just the love you know what i'm saying but hey but it, it, that i enjoy a lot bro talking breaking bad you ask me something bro and tom i'll be like right now he asked me a simple question and i cannot stop talking right. same if you can see me live and pro, you ask me something i'll be like oh hey, let's sit down because we're gonna talk right now <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. It, it well, it's fun. I think it's fun for fans. I think yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys had this unique character in in the uh, memorable. Yeah, uh, you you know you can't everybody when you ever ask you, know, you remember the two and that's what everybody says right. Hey, you remember the two twin cousins or yeah, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how you're twin cousins, but uh, the uh, <laughs> that's a, and they remember. But everybody remembers those characters. Those characters. The characters remember. You know what were short lived, bro? Like um, for the show, how long it was six seasons. We were the only season three, and we fucking died on this episode seven mm-hmm. but the characters were really memorable yeah, you know for were. what it was so it, it was uh, seriously bro it, it was a blessing bro that, that was like man that was an amazing thing bro that that thing gave gave us it helped us a lot bro and then better call saul comes you know the prequel uh-huh. which is now after and it's still giving us you know what i'm saying and because of breaking bad and, and this you know it, breaking bad is a great show people respect the show and so we have had you know, doors open for us that before we're like, let me shut this thing right on your face. You know, they wouldn't even see us first things sometimes, you know. And then after that, it was more like, oh, the, the, oh yeah, we cannot wait to. Yeah. And so you get more opportunities to do things a little bit more of, you know, yeah. recognition. I want to, I don't know. So well, was, cool, I man. think that's, I think it's awesome. It's it, awesome. it opens doors and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. how, how you and I, you know, we were talking about how you and I, you and I share the share getting divorced, uh, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of a nasty yeah. divorce. You mm-hmm. know, we've got to speak about that quite often. And, um, you know, you came to us, uh, uh, believe it or not, through a church uh, event here at the studio, right? The, hey, so This is the part where people are like, Lewis? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, hey, listen, you know, whenever we're kind right. of not in a good space, right? Yeah. Uh, guys like us, you know, doing something physical – and uh, everybody around me knows I'm a believer and, and stuff like that, but I'm yeah. not one of the uh, sit around the campfire with a bunch of guys and tell you my feelings. Mm-mm. But I'll tell you this. If we work out together and we draw blood a little bit, uh, we become brothers. And, you know, iron sharpens iron that way. And I think that's where you came, right? So yeah. we, we had, uh, you know, we had a unique life group, as it's called, um, and that we'd have a, a little bit of a Bible study and then mm-hmm. we would work out. And at the end of the eight weeks, we would fight in the cage. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. right. So those that never had any experience or got to experience it and you, uh, so this is something about you that people may not know the athlete that you really are. Yeah. You know, you have this breaking bad part, but you know, people may not know that you fought in the ring as a tie boxer. Yes. And uh, so I think they would, you know, we would like to, dabble into that a little bit what that when did that come about for you when did being competitive in in muay thai not just working out but being a competitive fighter where you're in the ring and fighting so muay thai and martial arts overall if you know i'm i'm i was born in honduras central america and honduras when i was there i practiced taekwondo for a few years then i came here life went to shit went to prison when i went to prison 
I started, you know, messing around with fighting a little bit in there, just, you know, practicing something, nothing. I didn't even know what I was doing. I did not know. Uh, when I got out, I kind of, you know, I, w I had the bug the first time. I had the bug, but I did not, right? And then I saw, for the first time ever, bro, I saw, and you're very familiar with this, I'm pretty sure, uh, Pride Fighting Championships, mm -hmm. 1990, yeah, uh, 1991, Pride, yeah. 91. But, but the thing is, that I freaking watched that show, bro, and, 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 Man, it was like I fell in love, bro. I fell in love with it, bro. And then from that, I started watching Muay Thai. I was fighting everything. I was watching fighting and pride and K1 and everything. And so I said, I want to do this now. Like, really do it. Not like a, you know how people think they know how to fight, but right. you know what I said? They're, <laughs> Yo, yeah. they're fucking, I'm a street fighter. <laughs> people tell me that and I laugh. <laughs> I laugh. You're a street fighter. <laughs> how cute. Uh, uh, so, yeah. But, but back then, I thought the same, right? So then I started looking for a gym. Um, and so I started looking for a gym. I remember I went to Benny the Jet's gym when it was still there. I, Benny Jet, great guy. But the gym at the time, I don't know. I, it was not my calling, right? So I went to another gym. I went to House of Champions, nothing, nothing. And then, and, and I just I just didn't like the vibe. Whatever it was, you know, me, I'm different. So th and then the day I go to Muay Thai Academy or MTA, Muay Thai Academy in North Hollywood. I remember going that night and, and I walk in, not in, I by the door. I freaking stay at the door because I see all these people doing their thing and i'm like holy crap what the fuck is going on here they're gonna beat me up and so i walk in i look and i am so out of place right i'm dressed normal not to train and then this guy from in there looks at me and walks to the door and he's my friend till now he owns uh, a1a boxing now but my friend edgar man edgar i did not know him i never met this guy and edgar comes gets up from what the fuck he was doing comes to the door and he said hey bro um are you interested in uh uh, training or what, what was going on, bro? And I said, "Well, yeah, bro. Like, what, what, it, what?" It? And he started telling me what it was. And I said, "This is just a strictly Muay Thai gym, nothing." Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And what, what do you got to do? And he walked me around. He said, "Hey, this is the shower, dressing room, uh, spare room over there, and this is all the shed, the ring." Blah, 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 blah. And he went. He said, "Yeah, man, just uh, come back tomorrow, man. Free class." And then I said, "Huh, all right, man." I took that first one, bro. Never, I, I. That's another thing, bro, that I always think. I started later, but if I started before I started doing gangs and shit like that, bro, my life would have been different. Mm -hmm. I'd had a short window to compete, which I took advantage of, but you understand me that I wanted a 20-year oh, no. career. You understand me? Like, you want to yeah. have that. I did not have it, but I, I, what I took, I enjoyed. The first, I remember, I start, man, that day I went training, I fucking loved it. I didn't even know how to jump rope, bro. And I loved it. So from there, bro, I took the six, I remember always, I took the six o'clock class and I did that for like about a month. And I used to do it every day. But once I went, bro, it was, it was stupid. It was like, you get hooked up. It's like a, like a drug. I went Monday. I went the whole freaking week, bro. I did not know shit what I was doing. I went and I learned, learned, learned. And then I, I want to say like a month in, you start improving. And you put, you put work into this, bro. And then I remember coach started getting liking into you more and more and then so then i have a special coach now and then i have an extra other coach especially for me and then so i was advancing much much faster because i used to do with my coach in the morning by myself and then i used to go at night with him watching doing other things so it was really really quick and then you start getting good next next thing you know it was maybe uh three months i think into doing it boom i go and uh they offer hey you want to do an exhibition Exhibition is not an exhibition, bro. <laughs> Trust me. Because I remember the first time I did, and, and I only, exhibitions, I only did, I think, like two. But but the first exhibition I did, which is, trust me, it's a freaking fight, cause the, and it was a guy from the gym, and he was 
not my friend, but you know, it's, it's a gym. It's a Conrad. He's a friend from the gym. Um, all right, guys, you guys are going to do this. And you get, you know, hit 50, 60, 70%, no more than that. Man, that bell rings, bro. It's the first time. I try to knock the guy. I, I, I cut it down, but he hit me a little bit, like, too hard. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, fuck you. I went, bro, and I decapitated this guy, bro. I, I knocked him out on the first round, bro, and it was done. So then after that, coach kind of got mad at me. He said, Lou, what, 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 what you do? And he was a Thai guy. Said, Lou, why you do that? You knock out. It's a, uh, exhibition. You don't knock out. You technique. Mad at me. Mad as fuck, bro. So I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So then after that, bro, he's okay. You do one more exhibition, then you're going to fight. I said, huh? What? In the fight, you can actually hit people more? He said, yes. You knock him out. I said, okay, cool. So I did one more exhibition. That, that one actually worked. It was much better. I did more technique. And with whole three rounds, beautiful. And then uh, it was a period now. I did the exhibition. And then I want to say in six months, I go and I do, uh, I do one smoker, one smoker. And then it progressed to more competitive, sanctioned fight. You understand? So right. I, that's how Muay Thai started, bro. And, man, I wish I had more time. I only did it. I did a good chunk. I did a 16. but 16 fights, huh? Yeah, but it was not enough. I did a bunch of smokers. I had a lot of fun doing it. A bunch doing of smokers it, and, and then, then Now, sanctions. I went, yes, but I also went to boxing aside from, from that. Because the first time I did a, a, like a real fight, bro, I felt good. And, and this is the test. You're going to know this. The first time I fought was at 200, bro. Look at me, 200. Have you seen guys at 200? They're mm. fucking mountains, bro. And so I fought this guy, bro. I went the next time I fought at 195. The next fight, I have fought at 190. The next fight, I fought at 185. The next fight, I won uh, 80. I went to 175. I went to 170, bro. And it was, I felt like a fucking, like, a, like weak, bro. So I went and I, I get back. And, I, and, and so I used to, I used to keep fighting. I kept fighting at 180 because that was a good way for me. I felt strong and thin. So I, I kept doing it. Uh, and the last time I did it was in 2010. Because my son was born in 2007, my Joseph, <laughs> hey, my little big baby. Yeah, that's a joke, all right, guys. If you know my baby, it's not my baby. He's bigger than me almost. But um, so he came, and acting was already going. The motivation of speaking was already going. That's what was already going. Uh, I was already. I was doing all this at the same time. I was really trying to change my life. Um, so my son was born. I remember I had a fight in 2009. At the end of 2009, I had a fight, and because of work, I booked. I said, Dexter, bro, I think of fucking Dexter, bro. Dexter ruined my life. <laughs> I uh, booked that show, bro. And so we had to cancel that fight that you had just, you know how when you're training, bro? And I know you you, you were training for the jiu-jitsu match, remember? Right. Mm -hmm. Bro, when you're training and something happens, either your opponent gets in, you, you cancel, something happens, you're training, you want to go kick some ass. That's you're right. trained, bro. Yeah, that's right. And so, bro, that shit broke my heart the first time. Now, the second time I did it, uh, I've trained, trained, trained. And this time, bro, it was, I think was my best training ever bro because it was i was sparring guy oh man the boxing was going good it was freaking awesome you feel the grit and then the guy drops out of the fight and i was this is it i never got mad bro i was the wheel was figured out I, there was like a time I, I fought two guys one it was great I, I did all kinds of things but this night this guy cancels the night of the fight uh the they're weighing so we weighing he, i weighing and he, they he canceled when i was there at the fucking place. And the reason he canceled, bro, his coach. And I always remember, and that's not saying no names, but it's a guy from uh, from up north in the valley here, over there in Santa Clarita. This motherfucker sees me, and he knew me. He's like, Louis, Louis, really? You you don't fight my guy, Louis. Why, you're not going to fight my guy. 
And they canceled. The guy said, nah, 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 I'm cool. And he fucking canceled, bro. <laughs> that day, bro, that's what did it for me, bro. Broke the camel's back. I, 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 I kind of, I kept training, bro, for a minute. But then, you know what I'm saying? Like, second time, bro, you do that much. And I'm thinking... Muerte doesn't pay, bro. At the time, this is fuck no. It was like yeah. well, it's it's a it love, dude. Four hundred dollars, five hundred, six hundred, nine hundred, and they give you a bunch of fucking tickets to sell. Which tickets you can make some money, but but still, bro, it's the love of the sport. Trust me, you you do it, bro. You know you know that, bro. You know when I teach now, when I do it, bro. You know I'm I'm a loud motherfucker, bro. But I'm a loud motherfucker because now I get the same kick that I get that I used to get when I was training, when I was competing, bro. When you teach somebody to do something. And when they fucking do it, bro, it, it's a fucking birthday party, bro. It makes me happy. And I have done things with motherfuckers too, like your son, Michael. That fucker <laughs> has done things to me that I, I showed him the, the block the body shot, come back with the thing, bro. And the first time he did it to me, bro, he hit me square in the fucking mouth, bro. And, and it was a moment where we were like, oh, the fucking shit, that's a good shot. And he's like, you okay, bro? I said, no, no, I'm not mad, bro. I'm just proud of you. I, I am like, I, I I mean, that that's some shit. No, keep doing it. If I do it, fucking hit me harder, okay? But it was a moment. It made me so happy, So, bro. right. So I get that as a coach, right? It, it made me happy, bro. This just happened to me the other day. I was I was on the mat, and um, I've been teaching Nathan Carlin since he was 12 years old, right? And he's been with me for 30 what? years, 25 years, you know what I mean? And uh, I we, 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 uh, you know, I fought Nathan since he was a little kid. And so we were doing some grappling the other day and he caught me in an arm bar. And, uh, I said, so, so the, uh, the student becomes the teacher. And so when That's you crazy, see bro. that, right. When you oh, see that, awesome, um, as a coach, you know, either you got a couple of types of coaches, right. You got coaches with egos that can't take the, can't take the loss. So, so they don't get in the ring yeah. or they don't mix it up with their yeah. students because they can't take the loss. Um, or you're more like we are and listen, if you hit me, you hit me. And if Amen. you get me, you get me. Uh, and so you just know that you have, it's come full circle. You have yeah. given all the knowledge that you can yeah. and their youth and experience that you didn't have, you know, they get to have this cause I've had them since 12. Remember I started when I was in my twenties. Right. Mm. And so I've had them since 12, so I got to do all this this time, so they have all this time to mature and get into the, what it, whatever it is they're doing. And as a coach, there's nothing better than – because I get to now – people don't may not know, but you do private lessons in Muay Thai. Yes. And you've got quite – you know, you use the schools both here in Chatsworth and, and in Simi Valley to, to do private training. And, you know, my sons and myself and girlfriend and everything else have got to take advantage of you uh, and yeah, your skill cool. set. Right. And it's, it's, you know, when we first, when we first got to get together, I remember watching your skill in the, in Freedom Churches thing. And I was like, oh, he's heads, you know, you know, there's a thing where we're at a certain level, right? And then we're a self-defense school too. We're a fighting school, but we're a self-defense school. Uh, you're going to get in that ring and stuff like that. You got to get to the coaching that will put you in that world. Yes. Okay. Because it's a different world Mm -hmm. and you need coaches around you that can prepare you for that world. And then, so you know, when somebody comes from that world, they're, they're a little bit above you when it comes to skill level. Right. And we knew that right out of the gate. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is something uh, to, to watch you master and teach the mitts and how to hold, and and so we've got to take advantage of 
all those years of experience with you. Yeah. And, and it's been cool. Man. You know, it's been it's been awesome to see what you know, my students being able to utilize you in 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 the gym and yeah. watching uh the transformation they've come just in their handwork and their in their yeah. footwork and their confidence. No, it's, you know, hey, it's there's some something. good people, bro. You got it's some very skilled people and hard workers, man. Hard work. And some know? of our females, hey, some I'm, of the females, bro. Yeah, you man, have females bro, are, are brutal, me. bro. You, have some, you know, and you, have you know, my bro. girl being one of them. Uh, oh, Kat. She, I mean, Kat, <laughs> Kat was a. She Kat. surprised me the first time I did it with Kat, right. bro. I was like, I, I had a moment, you know, like. I, if you're a coach, and I don't know for anybody, she threw one punch, one punch, and I was like, who the fuck thought you had a hit? <laughs> I knew. I knew how she turned that hip, turned that punch, and pushed it. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And it was amazing. There was things that, you know how I say it's Krav and more different distance. Everything for it will be more distance. Krav, my guy, is more, I'm going to go and kill you up in your fucking face. <laughs> so that was always that transition, right? The distance thing. But I was like, holy crap. You know, and then we got to train like, you know, a couple of weeks, bro, in mm -hmm. the distance. And then it's like, man, this, it's fun, bro, when you get people hey, like listen, that. I've your son Gabe. Yeah, my son bro, Gabe. Oh, you're fucking, hey, miss, this dude's son Gabe, bro, this, that motherfucker's a bad boy. You know what I'm saying? From when we started now, hey, that dude, if you guys ever see me hold, me holding for that guy, you're not going to hear me talk too much. We're speaking another language. You'll see me. You'll be like, Louis sounds like a retard. But trust me, Gabe understands every single thing I say. Everything. We, we won't even stop for a whole round. And the whole round, we're going to fucking hit without explaining or saying. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. He, I love it, that, bro. It, it was good. It was and good Mike. For, it was good for me to see you take my, my kids under your wing and, mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> give them something that I couldn't give them at the time. So, you know, for them to have the confidence in, in what they do. But yeah, and even I've seen you train some of the female fighters that you've you've trained. Oh yeah, and uh, isn't it awesome to watch the females, bro, the the Muay Thai, crazy, and just empower them into what they can really do uh, with it's, themselves? It's, it's awesome. crazy, bro. That, that you know, and I have people that that have never punched before, never in their life punched before, and this was not in from your school, but you know, people that I bring. Um, and bro, not, they didn't even know what the stent, her, the stents were like righty or lefty. Right. To teach. Mm -hmm. Now it's been about a year and a half, two years, bro. This girl can fight, bro. You understand me? Like you see the fucking difference, man. You're like, holy fuck, who are you? Mm -hmm. But in, hey, as a coach, bro, you you know this. How proud you are oh, yeah. of somebody moving. Uh, she, and okay, a couple of people, uh, um, but they can move, bro. And you think, my always think is somebody that speaks my language the way I do, a consistent, Gabe. So I always think uh, Heather would be one, uh, the, right, the writer. Mm -hmm. She speaks the same language as Gabe with me. Like they, they speak Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> my conditioning class on Wednesday, they know because I talk a lot of crap, but they know that it's a different. I, I, I try to minimize the talking by say, calling something very small, minimizing to make it on the fucking fly. That's fighting. When I'm holding, you know this. I always tell you, when I'm holding, bro, I'm sparring with you. Right. That's what I'm doing. I'm not just holding pads. No, I'm fucking sparring with you, and you're here with me. Man, see, I'm getting too crazy right now. <laughs> you see, you got me going with this fighting shit, bro, and I'm like, oh, man, let's go hit pads. <laughs> right. Well, bro. It's, a, it, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a love, and I think that that's part of a, you know the other side of you that people don't really know that there's a passion. It probably in, it goes into your acting, but... Yeah. There's a passion that 
that you have for fighting. There's a passion that you oh, have yeah. for people. Uh, yeah. It's it's you want to see people do well. You're yes. you're just an awesome coach when you're on the on the floor. It's 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 good to you know it's good to see you know how people light up when you're you know all of a sudden they they get these combos and they're like I can't believe I just threw that yeah right they're like they cannot believe yeah. that it's all automatic at some That's point an, uh, right yes. it's just a boom boom it's amazing and and how that and how that tells now even even Big Sean right Sean that works out with Gabe and, and you know Sean, he's a, he's a combat vet. This dude, hey, this dude is a bad mama drama, bro. Yeah, How many tours yeah. and all that? Bad dude, the bad boy. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's done bad things to bad people, but bad boy, but no, bad boy. Look, look what look what it's look what's done for him as far as <laughs> yeah, no, him, mentally. To, that dude is to come back from Iraq and and be able to have somebody like you mm-hmm. because it takes a certain man to be able to relate to a certain man like him. Yes, and you being able to to help our vets out. To help students out, it's it's been, you know, obviously coming from where you came from, this has come full circle about mm-hmm. what what the martial arts has done for you, yes. the fighting's done for you, the oh, discipline you get from it, and I grew from from that, bro. Yeah, I grew. You, there's no way you don't grow when you fight. I, I there's grew. no way. I, I mature. I grew. Finding before we, I know you're gonna get into wrap up, but I'm gonna tell you one thing, and this is one of those things: martial arts, bro. Before before I competed, before I did anything with martial arts, Mr. Cox, when I was a dumb kid doing stupid ass shit, ignorant, ignorant kid, uh, I used to get into fights. I used to get jump fighting and all this stupid shit down in LA, bro. I stepped into a gym, a, a fighting gym uh, to train. And this has been over 20, bro, never, 20 years. I have never been in a fight outside the ring. Actual fight, yeah, you know, sometimes you get funny stuff here, that, but nothing. Not, I have not thrown one punch outside of a ring. Mm-hmm. in 20 years 20 years but as in before that it was a holy shit i used right. to be all this and all that but no it taught me discipline and honor respect you understand me like it, it right. made me grow bro and it made me one thing bro, that i'll never forget and i tell anybody in the whole fucking world is if you go to a gym any gym for whatever reason whatever gym that is going to be as a martial artist you're gonna make lifelong friends that's correct trust me yeah. lifelong friends appreciate that you know love that take advantage of that shit because there's people are gonna be there forever you're gonna make lifelong friends at a martial arts gym sounds cheesy as far from coming from me but i promise you you're gonna make lifelong friends they're good people just think of good people who goes to a gym like that good people people that want to do something you understand me other people doing stupid shit out there Good people come to places like this, to my other gym, to whatever gym it is. It's, it's good people. You're going to yeah. be really good. Uh, yeah, some well, shitty people. I think, <laughs> but I, I think great that, people come uh, to here. You know, I, I think I was the same way. I was attracted to it. You know, I got into it because of my brother. People know the story of that. But uh, I remember being a white belt. I was already, I already liked to fight. It was already in my blood. And uh, I remember training with one of my friends and, you know, he was getting ready for black belt, and I was just a little bit tougher. And so we're sparring, but I had a young, I had a young black belt there at that time. His name is Tom Bloom. I'll never forget him. And he watched me do what I was doing. And he goes, "Hey man, I'll, I'll go around with you." And I thought, "Well, you know what? Let's go." And I mean, that boy went. I looked like I had a spare tire around my ribs and cage. And luckily for me, he never kicked me. 
Uh, this was all just body punches and stuff like that. And I remember I was too proud to even, even there's no way I would back down. There's just no way. It's not in my nature. And I, but I'll tell you what, after that beating, yeah, some humility takes place. It you realize you. that. Wait a minute. Uh, and then you, then you ask, right. I, it's the same thing. You ask, okay, what is that for? Uh, you know, and it took a while for martial arts to kind of ingrain in me to to not want to fight out there. It's, it's never good when your son says, oh, "Dad, I remember you bouncing someone's head off the off the." You know, Michael's saying, "I remember you bouncing someone's head off the hood of the car," and I'm like, oh, man. "That's funny." Right? Okay, I'm just like, uh, you know, like, I, I only had like here. I, I think I had maybe one or two little baby yeah. incidents here, but I always I'm gonna tell you one thing and. Again, with people, martial arts people and people that fight know this. When you get into an altercation on the street with whoever the hell it is, it could be a drunk person, a drug, whatever, whoever, man. And people, people don't want to fight. If they make it like they want right. to fight, they get loud. They don't want to fight. So now, if you get into an altercation like that, trust me, when you stop, you're not yelling. Me, and you probably see me, I'll be the calmest motherfucker. And I'll be like, no, I'm not, but I'm a fuck you. I'm going to, don't do it. Do not take another step because I will fucking destroy you i'm not yelling at it i'm talking you understand me but you see it in in the eyes that you are fucking dead serious when you're gonna kick this <laughs> motherfucker and trust me that boom takes care of it that's why i probably never got into a fight after that discipline was one but don't get me wrong people have i i don't pick on people or never but if if people come to you bro you got to do your thing you're not that's right fuck no somebody comes to you and my son knows this you take care of business you understand? Right. Be smart. Try to be not, but no. Take care of business. But yeah, no, that's the, hey, well, the eyes I, say everything, bro. Right. That, that guy's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's true. I think confidence goes a long way. Yes, and yes, when yes, you yes, when yes, you yes, have yes. the confidence that you can defend yourself, I that's, think hey, that that's, that's the beauty of martial arts. That's, that that's different, it's bro. easy to walk away because your ego's not engaged as much, it's right? Uh, you want to test awesome. your skills. I think everybody wants. To, uh, I kind of like to get in there and test that out, see if I can really yeah. do it or not. But when you have the confidence that there's, and not to mention, you've already been in in uh, the five star hotel, but anything can happen mm -hmm. on an yes. altercation. Yes, and yes. it can go south. Yes, whether it's on you or them, and then you know it's different when it's in the ring. You know, you're in yes, there to yes, fight. Yes, we yes, know yes. what's going on. There's rules. 100. There's refs. There's this. There's mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think that you're you know, I think that we, I think we've learned. Uh, I think that's discipline. Yeah, I think discipline is probably the best. And and yeah. you know, people may not know that the athlete that you really are, you know, I I've got to see the workouts you do and and I'll tell everybody a little bit of story about you. This is it's rare. It's something that I've watched you. I don't even know if I've told you this before myself, but uh when Lewis comes to a workout, just so you guys know, he puts a lot of thought into what group he's with mm -hmm. and he has a little book. You know, I don't know, guys. I don't know if you know this, but Bruce <laughs> Lee used to have little books, and he used to handwrite everything, yes. and he would sketch everything. Yes. Well, Lewis does this, <laughs> and you do this. You have this little book, and you got these little different workouts that you have handwritten in yes. there, and you'll go through, and you'll handwrite more, mm -hmm. or you'll go back and you'll flip. Okay, I'll I'm going to do this one and this one. We're going to add this and do this, and and it's for different people, right? It's for different people. You're yeah. right, and that's the beauty of your coaching right. is you've taken that person and said i'm going to work with what what they need to work on and them and you take the time and you hand 
I'm not talking about computers, man. You handwrite this stuff yes. out, right? And <laughs> it's amazing, right? I was like, you know, that's that's just pure dedication to his art and pure dedication to the students that he teaches. Yeah. You just, you know, you can't find that. You can't find, uh, you can't teach that kind of love yeah, for no. the student and love for the art. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. And I think discipline, I mean, you've watched me over the years. We've been, we've, we've known each other for a while now. Yes. And, uh, you know, you knew when I was super hurt and, and before I had lost a hundred pounds, you know, at, where I could barely move with my knees until I had that knee replacement and stuff like that. And so being able to be part of that growth with you has been, has been awesome. And it's been good to have you in our school and I want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, there's, why don't you tell everybody, first of all, your Facebook and your Instagram, how people can kind of get, get a hold of you. Uh, and, and I don't know on this cameo thing, if somebody wants to use you, do they just look up Lewis? Oh, Lewis Moncada. You might want look to spell on cameo. That, you might want to spell so that. So it's Lewis <laughs> L-U-I-S. Moncada is M-O-N-C-A-D-A. Moncada, but you Moncada, tell me Lewis but you El, said El Papa. I said it like a white guy. He, you know, Moncada, hey, or, he gave me a or uh, tortilla. Moncada. <laughs> Can you guys believe this guy? Dude, this is what I get every day at the gym. Every time I come here, it's not a big hug. No, I get all of this shit. Hey, but that, hey that's love, right? <laughs> so I go like ahead. It like why don't you that. give them their your Instagram so, and, and Facebook? And Facebook will be regular. I have two pages. Uh, the they're both me. It's it's Luis Moncada. Uh, if you guys feel more secure, the one with the little check, that's me too. And I check it. That's the one I'm most every time. Um, and it's Luis Moncada. You'll see my ugly ass on there, the ball head. You'll see it. That's me. Uh, and then on Instagram will be. L-U-I-S, Luis underscore Moncada. Again, type Luis M, and you'll see the ugly face on there again. Ball-headed guy. Uh, and on Twitter, there will be lmoncada77, and you'll see me there as well. So they, they can probably find uh, your brother through you at that point, same too, thing. right? So, Daniel, you can Just find. Same uh, thing. You know, it would be fun. What would be fun maybe one day is get you and your brother in here because that would be a fun podcast with you two. Oh, you my God. He's going to tell you guys how I was in his ear. You know how I, I, I made it very small here when I <laughs> He will tell you this guy was in my ear and he was a fucking asshole. <laughs> but in a good way. But, uh, yeah, no, hey, we'll make that happen, bro. We're bringing, you'll see the similarities of the story. I kind of cover some of his stuff, too. But we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And we'll bring yeah, Danny in that, so we can do I, something. I just think that your story of going uh, from prison to being able to bridge a gap with police officers, to go talk to troubled youth, to become a, a fighter, to become an actor. And, and, and a even, daddy. You know, right. And so <laughs> going through a, a nasty divorce, this is what brought us together as a divorce, right? Yes. Um, and you and I got to speak about that because that we've we chewed, did, we've chewed that. the same dirt. I'm going to tell you one thing, bro. It did a big thing for me, bro. And I remember you probably don't remember because you all got a million things going in your head. But I remember that time, bro, when I was already... Now, Mr. Cox has been always kind, bro, to, always kind to me. And when I first came here, um, I came as, as the group uh, to train with the group, you know, because I was having trouble. And, and so, you know, like he said, he knew that I had a little more experience than, than, than when I was coming with the group. So we got to talking, we got to training, but I remember one day after he knew my background, some of my background in fighting and this and this and that, and then we sat down and talked about uh, uh, about divorce, and then I told him how I was, because I was doing really, really bad at the time, and, and it was just my son and I, 
And so he, you know, we talked and it was one of those times that, you know, how you connect with someone and he gave me a little bit of advice. And, and the cool thing is that he, he went through the same thing. The difference is that he was a single dad for his um, four kids. Me, I was only for my Joseph, for my, for my son. So you understand me? So he gave me a little bit of love and a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, his knowledge, you know, and kind of like encouragement to keep going kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I always remember that. I, I cannot tell him this shit because his head gets too fucking big and shit, you know, but, but hey, it did, it did a big thing for me, man. I, and, and I knew, you know, you know, I wanted this friendship. You, you understand me? Like from a yeah. real person and you, you, you meet people, you know, who's real, who's whatever, who wants the best for you and who has a good heart. This guy looks like a tough motherfucker, but he's not. He, teddy bear man he, <laughs> yeah. fucking, he probably well, crying. Hey, he's listen, probably crying I, I, right I, now right i am the teddy bear he's crying right I, now i can be a grizzly when i want to a teddy bear <laughs> and a teddy when Yo, i need dog, to be he's crying right now <laughs> clean that tear off and stop it i'm not <laughs> saying nice shit about you yeah <laughs> no nah, so, bro but hey, that did a big thing for me bro so yeah thank yeah, you for I, that. I, I appreciate that I, yeah it's been it's been a mutual thing for sure our friendship has has uh got to uh uh you know progress over the years and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've got to be in entwined in my family and, and taking yeah. them under your under your wing and it's been good you know it's, it's been, been good, good to, it's, it's been, been good to really see good. You know, no you know, hey, your I, son's I see bro your son, you, i see your son you know what touched me now? the other day i'm gonna tell you what touched me that's fine oh my son bro my son hey you tell me my son now you're making me feel funny bro my <laughs> baby hey dude he is five 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 times a week he wants to train bro I know. It's you awesome. know what the coaching thing, bro, that you told me? I, dude, I fuck, I, I love that. Right. I, I love it so much, bro. Me and him, we go to your gym over there and, and see me, bro. Mm -hmm. And we train, bro, like 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 if it was a, a regular training, like a class, like a camp, whatever it is, we do the three rounds or five rounds of jump rope. We run around the mat for like 20 minutes and then we train, you know, we do a hundred kicks here, a hundred, whatever, the whole, the whole process of training he he loves that bro it brings me back to when i was training because then no no perfect something let's go hit 100 kicks with the left right now on that back it's gonna hurt you a little bit but uh you need to get that tough if you're not gonna kick people with shin guards all the time remember that that's right and he's like, how do you get tough like that i said i did this for many years and i used to you know how you toughen them up with bamboo you hit your yeah. you make it tough so he said how do you start doing it i said right now as soon as we start training jumping rope five three to five rounds running and then we're gonna hit 100 kicks each side boom boom boom. that's the warm-up and so bro i love that bro yeah i i i'm so in love with that shit just spending time with that little guy bro oh, yeah that takes me bro and then you asked something else and you threw me out because i was just gonna tell you something but well yeah you you i, I was telling you about you my own children how you uh oh no dude this is a big one bro uh, your kids bro you know hey they're now and i'm not gonna ruin it i'm gonna tell you one thing that michael told me and this is a stupid little thing but to me bro it, it's a it's a big thing and you know? i appreciate things like that and i and i'm serious about things like that so one day um i don't know you as people don't know i go work out at your house you have a nice gym over there and i work out and i do all this shit and i see your kids all the time well one day bro i'm here and i let uh your son Daniel used one of the games that my Joe has, and I, I, I as well play it, right? So Daniel had this game, and then 
Daniel finished it. This kid, Daniel, finished this game in like less than a week. And it took me like a month to do it. And this kid is like, oh, Lewis, I finished it in like four days. And I'm like, what the? Daniel, really? You're making me look old. But, but the thing is this. So Daniel finishes so quick. And then he said, hey, is it okay if Michael gets it, right? So yeah, bring it to Michael. I brought it. Boom, came. And, and, and talking, but whatever the heck it was, I don't even know how this shit came about. And Michael tells me this. Michael, now don't get all funny when I say shit like this, all right? Because I don't want you to get all funny and shit. But this fool tells me, and, and me and say, oh, man, don't worry about it. He said, Louis, you're like my brother, man. You know, I said, dude, that, those words, like, like you know, he, he meant it, bro. Yeah. Louis, you're family, bro. You're like my brother. Stop it. You're like, Tch. and he, he gave me that. And the conversation went on, and it was, not, it was one of those things. But the, the way he said it and what we were talking about, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's true. We, uh, oh, yeah. You know, you had love for people like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like Gaby. You know, Gaby and I have a relationship yeah. that we have with yeah. Gabe. It, it's different. You know what I'm saying? And now Daniel too. Daniel is a cool kid, bro. We had moments with Daniel. But you know, your kids. I some. You know, Mike. Some. Gabe. I've seen more because I trained more with him. But same with with Michael. Michael's always at the gym. You know, and I was when before this shit hit. Um, right. Yeah. But but yeah, you know that, that bro, that touched my little cold heart, bro. Mm -hmm. That yeah. little fucker. Now, Mike, if you listen to this shit, don't get all fucking funny <laughs> on me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, Mike's, we talked about my kids. You know, Michael's 26 years old. Yeah. Gabe's 24. Danny's 22. 22. And so, uh, and your boy's now, how old's your boy now? 13. He's 13 now, 13, right? And he's bro. getting big. And, oh, and so we get to do this. And so I was hoping that people get another look at, at you from the, this is why I'm talking, because your character is not you. It's funny every time I watch it. We, we as a family, we're like, yeah, that's Lewis. Not, you know what I mean? Lewis, he, Lewis wishes he was. I, I ruined. <laughs> they're never gonna watch anything else I do on TV. Is it like they're they probably like, laugh hey, when I try to be mean, bro, and I try to act tough on a show, and you're like, <laughs> Lewis trying to be mean. <laughs> Oh, it's funny bro. well i see that you're wearing a rev gear shirt today too just so rev gear oh, knows yeah. i snapped a picture of it so i oh. can send it off to todd i don't know if people know this but rev gear is a sponsor of ours uh for this podcast and if oh, any man, of they're, your they're... people on on instagram or anything if you go to revgear.com and I'll put this picture of you up too, this revgear.com, and you put in real talk, you'll get a 10% discount, even on their sale items mm. that's going on right oh, now. That's so cool. uh, I know this might go out to Instagram and stuff like that, but you've got to meet Todd and stuff like that. But yes. Rev Gear is probably one of the most premier gear that we all use here for fighting. Yes. Really and, good um, stuff. I know they set it up for for my listeners and and anybody else. You go to RevGear.com, you put in Real Talk, capital letters Real Talk, and you'll get a ten percent discount on any of their gear. And they've got really good gear. So I yes, see you wearing their I wear their Muay Thai shirt. Yeah, today. I wear that everything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everything. They're yeah, they're good people. Well, looking to have the same clothes every so, day. But I just well, I, listen, we had a good time, man. We're at about an hour seventeen. This is the longest one I've done so far, but it was good. I, I told I'm you, sure don't that. Put a mic. Well, you know, Lewis likes to talk. You, you I know, talk. Don't put a mic or a camera in front of me because I talk. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in front of. Him. I'm so okay. I'll be quiet. Okay, I can't. Okay, it's quiet. Okay, sorry. There. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been good. So we'll get this edited out. There's only about 45 F words in here. So I'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, you you, you, you got to tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some will keep, some will edit. Um, oh, dude. You should, <laughs> when I ask you, you know how when I asked you the first time, I said, Can't, I would have cut, I would have made uh, the PG no, part. No, no, no. You I'm know, because I'm just giving you grief, bro. I'm just giving you he grief. lying. He's going to be like, you fucking it. Tomorrow when I come back or whenever the fuck I see him at the gym or at the house, gonna be like, you could not. 
not say that how you had to throw the f word and you had to throw this other word over there he's gonna give me crap about this trust me i know i know <laughs> well i think it's all part of the uh the passion of what goes on i mean the, no it's true it, it's it's are we still going yeah we're still one going thing, hey bro one thing you know for listeners or whatever man you know that the, we do a class on wednesday mm-hmm. you know that you guys are more than welcome to join wherever the hell, man. They do a, a Zoom oh, you class. Know, I didn't. I didn't think about that. It, you know, that's a good idea. If you guys go to markcox.com, that's my website for the podcast, and I have an email on there too. Um, it's it's uh, uh, markcox at it's man, it's markcoxpodcast at gmail.com just go to my website and you can send me an email if you guys ever want to work out with lewis he does a zoom class on a wednesday it's a, it's a fitness class doesn't cost anything for you to pop on if you guys want to try and pop on with him and and meet and work out with lewis because it will be a workout you won't forget i guarantee yeah. it and that happens on yeah he does this Wednesdays on wednesday at nights six. at six and this is in california time so you've got a good following so people but um, I'll put that in the show notes also that there's a, a zoom class, uh, but they'll have to register for it if they want to come and do it. And, uh, then we can, we can pop them in and they can, they can do a workout with you and get to get to know who you are. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? You and listen, uh, just like I told you guys, listen, he does work out at, um, if you want one-on-one lessons with him, he does work out in my Chatsworth and my Simi Valley school. He travels to houses and stuff like that. Uh, if you go to his, uh, you can direct message him on his Instagram. And if you've got stuff that you want to do as far as fighting goes, um, I would I'd reach out to Lewis and and enjoy your time because you will get you will get a workout get a and work you out. will get some knowledge. It's not just a workout. He's he's not just a counter, guys. He's a he's a teacher. He's a coach. He's not just one, two, and make you feel good. He, you're going to mm. learn something, a little bit about fighting, a little bit about movement, and a little bit about how to defend yourself. That's so I fully you. enjoyed this, Lewis. Uh, we'll have this uh, here, out sir. and about, and uh, we'll look forward to maybe having you and your brother next. We'll That'd do that one, one next. Next All time right? we'll do it. Thank you for we'll having me, it. sir. Thank we'll you. see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.